You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle listeners, welcome to another installment of Hitchcock Hecklers. I'm your host Justin Hostler, and on today's show we catch up on Auburn's early March matchups as well as the finish that we had to February the first month of the season. Um, we'll talk a little bit about our impressive bounce back following the UCF matchup. After that, we'll dig into our first SEC matchup of the season coming up this week. We last left off kind of recapping what was a absolute, honestly, just a debacle in uh, the late February matchup that we had versus the UCF Knights. On that episode, I talked about a couple of things. And one of the big things that I wanted to touch on in that show was that we were punched in the mouth. We kind of got it handed to us, but I really wanted to drive home the point how I believed that that could be a good thing. I thought it could be, you know, kind of a way for us to, you know, wake up. And since then, we have awakened. We've responded. We have absolutely come alive. And I know that's a that's good news to anyone listening to this show. It's good news to myself. It's good news to Auburn head coach Butch Thompson. He's got to love how his team responded, and um, I know he has. I've even heard him in some interviews and, and read some things. He's he's very pleased with the way that the team responded following that. Since the UCF matchup, we've gone on a, on a tear. We've gone on just you know absolute tear on the diamond. We've gone eight and zero. We're thirteen and three overall on the season. And since then, we've had um, our season high 20 runs scored versus Wright State last weekend. Um, we've put together really, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to use this word too much, but we've put together some dominant pitching performances, including four shutouts. Um, we got back on track in a midweek series versus in-state foe Alabama A&M. We scored them, we outscored them, excuse me, 22 to 6 on Tuesday and Wednesday combined. And the weekend series versus Wright State, we put on, you know, another really good show, you know, quite a show. We outscored Wright State 33 to 8 over the three game series, ending the first month of play and, and uh, the first day of March. So, you know, we, we finished on a high note to end the first month of the season. Um, 55 to 14 last week. So, you know, we really, really came out just ready to, to put the UCF series behind us. And and we've done just that. It was, it was a really good response. I would, you know, there's really no other way to put it. It was just a a really good response by the team and, um, showed some really good leadership and some grit, something that I think this team has a ton of. So, um, this week, we did have a rainout game that was postponed to a later date. I haven't heard. I could just be missing 
just completely missing the boat on this one, but I have not heard of a date yet. If I do find out what that date is, I will be sure to include it in um, whichever episode follows me receiving that information. This weekend um, featured the first ever matchup versus another Chicago school. So um, last time it was uh, University of Illinois, Chicago. This time it was the Chicago State University Cougars, who are oddly enough part of the Western Athletic Conference, which to me that, that just, I don't know, it didn't seem like they geographically fit with the Western Athletic Conference being from Illinois, however, um, a Western Athletic Conference team. So Tanner Burns took the mound on Friday, and it was, a, again, I don't want to use this word too too often, I don't want to make this word lose any value that it has, but he put together a dominant performance on Friday night, went seven innings, struck out ten. Cody, Bull, Greenhill came in to close it out, in what was um, just the two of them have really just been a pr- pretty much automatic. When we've got Tanner starting and Cody coming in to finish out a game, it's it's pretty much just you know a snap of the fingers. It's the two of them combined to give up just one hit over nine strong innings with thirteen strikeouts combined. So the two of them are just you know they feed off of each other's energy and you know it's awesome that you know Tanner's kind of I've I've called Tanner a bulldog. Um, but Cody is, is a bull out there. He's just, you know, ready to, to run right through you. So Auburn in that game, the first game of the series took the victory six to zero. Um, Ryan bliss and Matt Scheffler, who honestly, the two of them both are having great starts to the year. Scheffler has really impressed me. Um, he's, he's just been very consistent at the plate. Um, and the, the two of them, like I said, are just off to a really good start to the year. Um, they combined for five hits on Friday, while Rankin Woolley and Stephen Williams each had three RBIs in the game. Stephen's three runs that he had batted in came off of a three-run long ball in the seventh, which was his first dinger of the year. So um, I think Stephen's uh, ready to get rolling as we head into SEC play here coming up this weekend. It was really good, you know, um, Connor Davis, Judd Ward, there's there's some real good leadership that this team has, and offensively, we've been putting together really good at-bats, so, um, you know, kind of the the usual suspects there with Ryan Bliss, Matt Scheffler, Rankin Woolley, Steve Williams, you know, some of the guys that we expect to come and perform, they, they did a really good job of doing that, especially in game one. Um, you know, just just leadership out there from the offense. Game two had our guy Jack Owen, Zach Greinke, um, squaring off versus Rodney Valdez of Chicago State. Jack Owen, while I wouldn't say that he was dominant, I'm definitely not going to use that word here. Uh, he did look tremendous though. He his control this year has been really nothing short of spectacular. He went six innings, only threw 74 pitches. I think. Uh, I want to say 56 of his 74 pitches were strikes. That is great control. Like that is, that is big league stuff right there. Being able to pick your spots, you know, put the ball exactly where you want it to be. And with a good scouting report, being able to have that control goes such a long way. And we know that Tim Hudson is, is putting together, you know, quite a scouting report. So those two aspects of the game combined, it, it just makes it really easy for a pitcher to be able to go out there and, and just kind of hit your stride. Um, 
you know, it's always it's always really nice when your pitcher is making quick work and keeping himself fresh for what's going to be a long spring and a, and a long season. Um, you know, so good stuff out of Jack. I, again, um, Tanner, I would say that his performance was dominant. We'll get into game three in a little bit, but Bailey Horn did a great job on Sunday as well. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, the, the, the mixture that we have between those three guys, those three weekend pitchers is just really, really starting to click and, and gelling really well for us. In game two, the Auburn offense got started early and struck often, you know, just you know, put two up in the second inning, put seven up in the third, which was enough to get Valdez out of the game. And the Chicago State relievers didn't fare much better as Auburn racked up a total of 18 hits on the night and came away with another big win, 16-2. to two. So we've had a 16-run game, 18-run game. You know, I'll get into it. We had a 20-run game this weekend as well. But, you know, we've had some really big games, and the, the offense is – is just really coming coming to life and and uh, putting together some strong performances. They're they're showing some really good patience at the plate, but it, but at the same time being aggressive. So um, anyway, let's get on to game three and the story of game three. To me, game three was our most complete game, um, and the story of the game was Bailey Horn, starting pitcher, the lefty, was absolutely filthy on Sunday. Sunday as I'm recording this, but um, he was absolutely filthy today. He needed only six innings to reach his new career high of 11 strikeouts. He was extremely efficient, needed, again, only 74 pitches on his career day. Um, so 74 pitches, that looks like, I think Tanner ended up throwing 97, 98 pitches maybe on Friday night, but um, you know, starters on Saturday and Sunday, both just 74 pitches, staying fresh. Being able to hit their spots, getting in, getting out—it's it's what you really like to see, especially um, you know with it being such a long season and and those guys having a fresh arm. The effectiveness of their of their arm come May is is going to be crucial. So it's it's really nice to see that uh, Bailey did have four walks, but I mean he was he was feeling it on today, and and honestly it, it seemed like he was just getting better and better. And better as the day went on, he was still reaching the mid nineties in the sixth inning. Um, I think ninety four, maybe ninety five in the sixth inning. And of the six innings that he pitched, that he came out on the mound to you know clock in and, and do work, only two of the innings he didn't record multiple strikeouts. So he was getting two out of three, two out of three outs. He struck out the side of the first. He was striking out batters left and right. So. Uh, really, really strong stuff stuff from Bailey. I mentioned it in maybe the first episode of the season that I think Bailey Horn has what it takes to be a day one starter at at most Division one schools, and he really showed that today, Sunday. Um, he really showed it and and just lights out stuff from him. He was he just looked like a big league pitcher out there. He's just great rhythm, get the ball ready to throw it again, and and it was awesome. It was great to to listen to. I didn't get to watch the game. I, to, I listened to it on the radio and, and, uh, you know, it was, it was really good stuff from Bailey. The Auburn bats in game three over, um, against, uh, Chicago state were steady and consistent, really good at bats. Ryan bliss got up to his, uh, career number 98 hit. And I think that he will reach the 100 hit mark this week 
um, with Auburn. And that just says so much. Like Ryan Bliss, there's, um, you know, comparisons to a couple other guys, but he's only had, I want to say, 70, 73 games, I want to say. And he's, you know, approaching that 100 hit mark for the for his career. So that's big stuff. Um, you know, he's he's really showing that he's got what it takes to be, you know, an, an all-star out here. And, um, you know, he's a leader on the offense. He's so versatile. He's, you know, I, I think that he could, you know, he could he'd be a, a leadoff hitter. He can bat pretty much anywhere in the lineup. He's, he's very effective, very effective, able to, you know, pick and choose his, his spots. And um, so his leadership offensively has, has been great to see this year. And I cannot wait to see what what he has in store for us for the rest of the season. Um, today, Sunday, Auburn followed their 18-hit performance from Saturday with another 17 on Sunday and a total of 51 over the weekend in the three-game set. So, um, you know, just the, the offense is just is really firing on all, all cylinders right now. One other note from Sunday's game. I'm just going to call it Sunday's game, even though I'm recording on a Sunday. But um, another note from Sunday's game. Um, Auburn sent four straight pitch pinch hitters to the plate in the seventh inning. I believe it was the seventh inning. Um, three of them recorded a base hit. Fre- freshman Nate LaRue reached on an error. Um, but all day, the Auburn batters showed just aggressive patience. You know, they're they're hopping on a pitch that's good, but they're, they're doing a very good job of laying off bad pitches. And... Um, you know they're able to reach outside pitches and, and send it to send it the opposite way. Um, right-handed batters hitting to right field all day, and it's just it's great to it's great to hear. It's something I know that hitting coach Gabe Gross has got to love to see that, um, and that should give him, it should give Coach Thompson, it should give all the hitters on this team some really good confidence going into league play, which is coming up very soon. It seems like it was just yesterday. We're still. Uh, in preseason ball, and and now here we are. We're getting into SEC play, so you know it, it comes quick, and you got to be ready for it. And I think that we are. So um, after you know it was it was a huge week and a half for Auburn baseball, but now we get into some serious competition and some some big time matchups with Georgia Tech coming into town, and our first SEC matchup of the year with Texas A and M this weekend. Georgia Tech coming to town on Tuesday, and to be honest, they were one of the best teams in the country last year. They look like a shell of that team from last year. They've got losses already to St. John's, um, Virginia Tech to go along. You know, they also had a three-game, swept in a three-game series versus Georgia. But I'll tell you what, Georgia Tech, they have to come into this series with a little, little extra something, you know, something that they've got, you know, from last June that they're kind of just simmering on um, after the way that we ended their season in back-to-back games last year in Atlanta. So, um, you know, the Sanford game this week was rained out. I would imagine uh, Brooks Fuller will get the start on Tuesday, and Auburn will look to not the all-time series record versus Ramon Rec at 12 on Tuesday. Um, so we're, we're 11 and 12 right now against them. We play them at 6 p.m., in Plainsman Park on Tuesday. We'll look to even the score with them. Um, Auburn, Auburn plays Wofford on Wednesday, which should be kind of a tune-up game before a couple of days off and then entering SEC play. So Friday night, 
Texas A&M comes to town for a big three-game weekend set, and the Aggies are no joke, especially the Friday night starter. Asa Lacey, this guy, lefty, he has a legit shot to be the number one overall pick in the upcoming MLB draft. He has all of the tools and the makeup of a day one starter, including a fastball in the upper 90s. I'm talking like 97, 98. This kid is legit. Honestly, one look at him and you'll be convinced. He's 6'4", 220 pounds, has a knack for just shoving the ball down the strike zone. This is going to be Auburn's biggest challenge to date, and we'll get to see just how far we've come as a team and how effective our bats can be against top-notch talent, uh, you know, facing off with Lacey. This uh, this guy is, <laughs> he's a stud. He is, um, you know, one of the best pitchers in the league. If you remember Kamar Rocker from last year, how dominant he was. Asa Lacey is, you know, I, I would compare the two of them. Like, they're both very big guys, guys who just kind of bullies on the mound. And so we're going to see what we've got against him. This is going to be a really, really interesting matchup. Uh, their leadoff hitter, Zach Deloach, is a threat at the plate. And anytime he's on base, really, he leads AM in batting average, runs scored, home runs. Um, he's tied for the team lead in RBIs. So it's going to be very critical for us to hold him at bay throughout the series if we're going to win this SEC you know, opening matchup in the year of 2020. So, uh, you know, big stuff. Those are the two guys. If we can get to... Uh, Lacey, and if we can kind of hold Deloach and you know just limit his production, I think they will be able to to come away with you know a couple wins. And you know it's at home; who knows? We're able to possibly sweep this series. That would be really really big for us going into you know the remainder of of SEC play. But but getting a couple victories this weekend is going to be. Um, I think that's going to be the goal, is, is win Friday. If we can win Friday, I think that we'll have some you know, really good vibes and, and a good feel for you know their lineup going into the weekend. So um, we'll see what we've got. Like I said, this is going to be the biggest matchup that we've had all year. We didn't go into the UCF matchup really thinking that it was going to be quite what it was. Um, you know, I think that most of the players on this team have had this Texas A&M series kind of circled on their calendar for you know quite some time and if my predictions in other sports are correct we should be having um, a Texas A&M basketball matchup this week as well so you know we'll get into SEC tournament play for the basketball team we've got SEC uh, regular season play in baseball and it's gonna be a big week let's beat Texas let's uh, let's let's do this guys um, that's going to do it for our show. Make sure you tune in this week for some big matchups. We've got some big stuff going on. And if you get a chance to make it out to Plainsman Park, be there. Please be loud. Cheer on the boys as we end your conference play. Until next time, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?